Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And how are we hanging in there today through the COVID-19 health crisis, social distancing, self-isolation? It's a difficult time for many of us, and I hope that this podcast can bring you some levity and distraction through this difficult time. Today on the podcast, I do want to address the latest in Delaware North, Jeremy Jacobs, and their dealings with TD Garden employees, Uh, but I do want to have some fun as well, so I've opened it up for some fun mailbag questions, which we'll also get to, as well as some news and notes from around the NHL. First, I want to remind you that uh, I am your host. My name is Ian McLaren. You can find me on twitter.com at Ian C. McLaren. That's I-A-N-C-M-C-L-A-R-E-N. You can also follow the podcast at L-O underscore Boston Bruins. And you can email me at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. The podcast is available anywhere podcasts can be found, such as Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. If you are an Apple user, I'd request a rating and a review. That would be very much appreciated, and it helps to get the traction of the show building in positive ways. So first, the latest on Delaware North. Yesterday, it was announced that they are placing full-time staff on temporary leave. This comes a day after ushers received word that they had been laid off. Now, 68 full-time employees have been placed on temporary leave as part of, quote, temporary business stabilization measures related to the Boston Bruins and TD Garden full-time salary associates due to the unprecedented impact of COVID-19 crisis on our operations. So where does that leave things? Well, along with 68 employees on temporary leave as of April 1st, they'll get one week of paid leave and eight weeks of benefits. There will be an additional 82 full-time salaried associates who will receive an indefinite salary reduction. Uh, Now, one TD Garden employee told Marissa and Jemmy of the Herald that uh, I've loved working here for a few years and I would have never expected anything like this. At our most vulnerable, weakest moment, management has turned their backs on us. I really appreciate the generosity of players who have tried to help. That would be through the GoFundMe account. But I hope they use their influence to ask Mr. Jacobs to reconsider his position. People are really hurting. Some of my coworkers at the Garden who have reached out may not be able to pay the bills. Uh, Marissa added, one employee said there have been some unionization efforts by employees, but it's in the early stages. Delaware North said they do not intend for this decision to be long-term. These measures are intended to be temporary with associate employment and compensation returning once our business resumes to its normal state from this unprecedented stoppage. Now, we all know that Jeremy Jacobs is a very wealthy man. According to Forbes magazine, his family is worth $3.3 billion, and it's just downright embarrassing and shameful that the owner of the team that we love so much has made this decision along with, you know, his associates at Delaware North. Um, Again, the Bruins were the last team in the NHL to set up a fund to help part-time game day employees who lost work because of this pandemic. 
And that was only if postponed games aren't made up. Um, so these new cuts will affect about 150 members of the NHL team and employees at TD Garden who are either now being placed on temporary leave or will have their salaries reduced. There was, you know, understandably a huge outcry on Twitter yesterday when this was announced. Many confirming Jacobs as basically the worst owner in the NHL, if not in sports, for taking these measures. Uh, it's really, yeah, I, I can't overstate enough how how gross this is, how disappointing it is. I said on Twitter yesterday that, you know, my Bruins fandom begins with the players. Uh, I'm a fan of Bruce Cassidy. I'm a fan of Don Sweeney. I'm a fan of Cam Neely, for that matter. Above that, uh, the organization is just very uh, heartless, poorly run, and it's very difficult to justify supporting the organization. For the time being, I'm not purchasing any merchandise, um, you know, not buying anything really related to this team. I'm still doing the podcast, obviously, but uh, it's just not, it doesn't feel right to support them financially at this time. I really liked this piece on the Boston Globe by Christopher Gasper. The headline is Bruins owner Jeremy Jacobs is coming up short during the global pandemic and it's pathetic. Uh, he begins by saying, identifying the most embarrassing whiff on an otherwise stellar Bruins season was previously simple. It was the January night in Philadelphia that Brad Marchand did the hockey equivalent of locking the door and leaving the house without his keys, cinching a 6-5 shootout loss by zooming past the puck on a shootout attempt. Marchand love-tapped the puck. It inched forward on the ice just enough to register it as a failed shootout attempt. That was embarrassing. But Bruins owner and TD Garden proprietor Jeremy Jacobs told Marchand to hold his watered-down beer. The Charles Montgomery Burns of Boston Sports resorted to his miserly ways this week after being the last NHL franchise to release a plan to compensate part-time team and TD Garden game day employees during the COVID-19 necessitated shutdown, Jacobs and his Delaware North company are laying off employees and icing their income. Gasper continues, the 80-year-old Jacobs is clearly one elderly person not willing to sacrifice for the good of the economy. The Pucks patriarch appears loath to engage in any social distancing with his considerable cash, even if it's to help out the little people in a time of economic peril and national crisis. As his hockey club's Used to so often during an earlier hyper-cost-conscious period of his ownership, he's coming up short and cheaping out when it matters most. Disappointing. And, it, and that's true. He used to be you know, very cost-conscious with the team. He wasn't willing to spend. That's not been the case lately, but it's also because the Bruins have been so successful over the past decade. They had 13 home dates in the playoffs last year, uh, a period of time in which players are not paid. And, uh, you know, it's just really, yeah, like I've said, just disappointing, shameful, embarrassing that um, Jacobs is not stepping up to uh, help out people who are very vulnerable during this time. I love this bit in this piece as well. Gaspar writes, forget social distancing. How about social responsibility during these trying times? Have you no shame, Mr. Jacobs? Turning your back on some of the people of a city you've profited over 
profited off, sorry, for four and a half decades. Jacobs purchased the Bruins and the old Boston Garden in 1975 for the tidy sum of $10 million. The spoke B now valued at $1 billion, according to Forbes, the fifth richest club in the NHL. Though Jacobs is literally trying to squeeze every last dime out of TD Garden, as evidenced by the uncomfortable Budget airline-worthy seats that Delaware North tried to squeeze into the garden this year, soliciting complaints from longtime customers who enjoyed more leg room at ancient Fenway Park. Then there is the lucrative hub on causeway development on the old site. Sorry, on the site of the old garden. There's no money to spare for Bruins or TD Garden workers in this time of despair. Pathetic and insulting. Amen. Uh, Attorney General Maura Healy has been quite vocal uh, about this on Twitter, and she responded to this latest development by tweeting, Jeremy Jacobs is one of the richest people in the world. This is shameful. Workers should contact our office to ensure their rights are being protected throughout this. As a fan, I am deeply disappointed, and I could not agree more with Maura. Uh, I put out a call on Twitter the other day that if any Uh, Bruins employees wanted to discuss this on the podcast feel free to reach me uh, through my dms at enc mclaren or at lockedonbostonbruins.com and or sorry lockedonbostonbruins at gmail.com and I would love uh, to be able to speak to any one of you about this I put out a call for some fresh and fun mailbag questions and a few of you responded which is great the first one came from at spencer blake Spencer, sorry, DJ Blake, but his name is Spencer Blake. He asks, which members of the Boston Bruins would you pick to be each character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and why? Great question. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorite sitcoms. I've been re-watching it a bit on Netflix before I went back to Schitt's Creek, picked up Life in Pieces. But uh, to begin, I'd say that Detective Jake Peralta, I'd say would uh, give it to another Jake. That would be DeBrusque. Always got a smile on his face. Always willing to celebrate hard when things go right. And just an overall great guy. So Jake DeBrusque, Jake Peralta. Next up will be Captain Holton. No other choice is better than Captain Zdeno Chara. Straight-faced, tall, commands respect, uh, willing to crack some jokes here and there. And take one for the team. So Captain Holt, Captain Zdeno Chara, Detective Charles Boyle. Uh, who should we put as Boyle? You know what? I'm going to say Brad Marchand. He looks up to his uh, partner, who would be Patrice Bergeron. I did say that Jake Peralta was Jake DeBrusque, but let's just pretend that uh, it's Bergeron for a moment. He looks up to his partner. He has a soft heart despite saying and doing some questionable things and uh, just a loyal wingman to boot. Hitchcock and Sully, they're kind of on the sidelines a little bit, can chip in here and there, not quite as effective uh, as they could be or used to be. I'll put them as fourth liners like Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner as Hitchcock and Scully. Terry Crews, he's the muscle. We'll give that to Nick Ritchie, who was brought in recently to add some muscle and uh, veteran presence on the squad. For Detective 
Rosa Diaz, we will give that title to. You know what? I'm going to say Charlie Coyle. He uh, has a bit of a mean streak in him, works hard, gets the job done, and again, commands respect from everyone else on the team. Who else is left? Amy Santiago, hardworking, organized. I'll give that role to Bruce Cassidy as the, the coach, always willing to teach and step up, give some leadership when necessary. Finally, Gina Linetti. We'll give that to um, David Pasternak, arguably the MVP of the squad for just being able to read the room, execute, go viral when necessary, bust out some nice celebrations as well, dance moves. So we'll give that to David Pasternak. Let me know if you agree and or disagree with those assessments, and I'll get back to you on that. If you could go out, and get drinks with one current Bruin and one former Bruin. Who would they be? This according to at Tommy underscore Ferraro 34. I have met a couple former Bruins. One was Bobby Orr, who I met here at the University of Guelph. He was scouting some players. Kind enough to give me an autograph. This was when I was a teenager. So back in the 90s, to tell you how old I am. I've also, of course, met Rich Peverly around here in Guelph. Um, I would love to get drinks with... Cam Neely, I think. He was my favorite pr- player growing up. He's the president, so it would be good to get his take on you know, what it was like to be a player in the 90s, scoring those 50 goals in quick succession, and now what it's like to be the president of the team. Maybe get the inside scoop on what it's like to work for the Jacobs family after a few beers, and I think that would be cool. In terms of a current Bruin that I'd like to have drinks with, I'd probably say Tori Krug. We're both uh, slight in stature, so it might be easier for us to drink at the same pace. And uh, yeah, I just love his game. He seems like a great guy and uh, one of my favorite Bruins for sure. So it'd be pretty cool to get drinks uh, with him. Next question comes from Zach Brooks, 29. If you had to pick one Bruin to do an escape room with, who would it be? Can't be Bergera because he is perfect at everything, so that would be cheating. Uh, you know what? I think Charlie McAvoy would be a fun guy to do that with. Um, you know, he's uh, hardworking, focused, and I think uh, we could get the job done in that respect. Uh, I had said that I could review this season finale of This Is Us, and our friend Rachel from the Locked On Flyers podcast said, yes, please. So spoiler alert for those who haven't, but uh, those who haven't seen it, uh, the fight between Randall and Kevin was heartbreaking. Uh, the words exchanged between the two brothers uh, were, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. It was uh, very hurtful. I'm sure they both regret it. And it was nice to see that Kevin did put his hand on Randall's back in the flash forward, uh, signaling that there is some reconciliation that comes at some point in the near future, or maybe not near future. But uh, Kevin, as we know, is going to be a father of twins, yet to be seen if Madison ends up being his wife. Uh, He is married in the future, uh, but there were some flashes to both Sophie and Cassidy, uh, leaving it open as to whether one of those 
former Flames becomes his wife. Sorry for the digression for anybody who doesn't care about This Is Us, but it's a pretty great show, and I enjoy it. Uh, so, you know what? If you don't, sue me. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. The big announcement yesterday was that the league has postponed the 2020 NHL Scouting Combine, the 2020 NHL Awards, and the 2020 NHL Draft, which were originally scheduled to take place in the month of June. The draft is going to be in Montreal, the awards in Vegas, and the Combine, as always, in Buffalo. The moves come as a result of ongoing concerns over COVID-19 pandemic. The location, timing, and format for the draft and NHL lottery will be announced at a later date. Uh, I have heard it suggested that the draft itself will take place via video conference, so we won't get to see the players step up to a podium or Gary Bettman get up and say there's a trade to announce. Um, So that would be, I don't know if they'd make that open to the public to watch. That'd be kind of cool, but uh, that will be a big day on Twitter if indeed it's just via video conference. Craig Custance of The Athletic reported one NHL team submitted a proposal for a tournament in which teams eligible for the draft lottery would play for the first overall pick. I don't really think that would go over too well as you know the Red Wings already have far and away the best odds and I don't know if players and coaches and general managers would be willing to risk injury to secure the top overall pick. Uh, so it's a cool idea but I'd be very surprised if that actually uh, would in fact take place. In some positive news, Rangers goalie Hedrick Lundqvist donated $100,000 to the Food Bank of New York City, uh, which is a great uh, gesture on his part. I believe Jonathan Taves also made a $100,000 donation uh, for COVID-19 relief as well. So it's cool to see players stepping up, uh, even as some owners take steps to make cuts during this time, which is really disappointing, as we've uh, discussed Speaking of people stepping up, Stars CEO Jim Lights and General Manager Jim Nill are taking a 50% pay cut to alleviate the financial stress on the organization as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, which is really cool to see. Lightning players created a fund to help all of their part-time employees of the team and Amelie Arena. The team will also donate 500,000 meals to Feeding Tampa Bay Uh, which is a pretty cool thing. There was a report that the Carolina Hurricanes were going to follow suit with the Bruins and cut staff and pay, but Hurricanes GM Don Waddell clarified an email sent to the club's non-contracted employees that those who used up their vacation and personal time would be off without pay. Everyone will get paid, he said. We'll figure it out. He said the directive applied only to next week and that team policy would be reviewed on a week-to-week basis. Uh, A cool story out of uh, the Bauer company. They are going to switch from making hockey equipment to medical equipment during the pandemic. You may have seen pictures on Twitter of a mask that they're developing, which is really cool, of Bauer, uh, a company that leads the way in terms of hockey technology and recently released that stick that uh, Jake DeBrusque was using with with the hole in the blade. Uh, So now they're going to take those uh, initiatives and and flip them to helping uh, companies with the current 
global health crisis that we are going through. Finally, the NHL's chief medical officer, Willem Muis, spoke Wednesday and said it's difficult to predict where the pandemic is going and what the timeline will be for a hoped-for resumption of play. We do expect things are going to get worse before they get better. Um, and so, you know, the, the NHL did have a self-quarantine through April 4th, but as we get closer to the date, we're going to make decisions as to what to do then. Uh, that according to NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Um, so again, everything's up in the air. With each passing day, themes, things seem to get worse, uh, but I believe things will get worse before they get better. And, you know, we'll see if and when hockey can resume at some point. How are you guys all holding up? I mentioned I watched This Is Us last night. I caught up on Better Call Saul, which is an amazing episode. A lot of show streaming and watching without any hockey. Uh, I believe, uh, yeah, Ozark Season 3 is set to hit Netflix tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. If you haven't watched Ozark, it's a show that I... Very much recommend. It's on Netflix. Jason Bateman, Laura Linney. A really great show that I I do highly recommend. Um, What else? I've been watching The Sinner, which uh, stars Bill Pullman as a detective. Uh, It's in season three right now. I believe the season finale is tonight. Uh, So we'll get to uh, that probably tomorrow. Um, Yeah, and just watching Shit's Creek. Life in Pieces, like I mentioned. Some uh, lighter sitcom fair just to get some laughs in and try to not look at Twitter, not look at the news and and just relax for a little bit. So that's kind of how I've been spending my time. I've also been reading the Ken Follett uh, trilogies. I'm on the final book in the Kingsbridge trilogy, which is called Column of Fire. That's a little different from the other two uh, as he kind of expands the scope to other European cities, but I really recommend those books as well. Reading also The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. She has a new podcast out, which uh, is has been pretty great so far. And of course, just spending some time with the family. My wife is a trooper and a hero for homeschooling the boys through this time. And we're trying to get out for some walks while keeping distance from our neighbors, obviously, Uh, It's a weird time for everybody, and we're all just trying to get through it as best as we can. Seems like it's going to last for a little bit longer than initially expected, Uh, but again, we can and will get through it. I mentioned on Twitter yesterday was a pretty low day for me, just seeing kind of how real this all is, not really sure how long it's going to last, a lot of uncertainty. And again, just trying to take things one day at a time and try to stay positive, keep things in perspective, be thankful that I nor anyone I know personally has been affected by this virus so far. Uh, That might change sooner than later, but for now, uh, that's a blessing. And, And anyone who is, you know, out of work at the moment, struggling with health issues, struggling with mental health. Know that my heart goes out to you. I am here. If anyone needs to chat, my DMs are open. You can email me, and uh, we'll we'll try to get through this together. Tomorrow, we'll be back with the final episode of the week of the Lost Locked on Boston Bruins podcast. 
lost on Boston Bruins. It's a bit of a slip there, as we know the season may be lost, but um, there are greater things going on, and we all know that it is for the greater good that, that this is happening. So, yeah, I hope you all take care. Have a good rest of your Thursday, and I'll be back tomorrow uh, to talk more about whatever whatever's going on. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. Love your neighbors. And, uh, yeah, talk to you later. Peace.